Mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Okay, and here I am. I am with this mercurial character named Baby Fist. Uh, I am Jay Frat. This is an experiment. This podcast right now that you're listening to is an experiment of some sorts, because generally when I talk to somebody, I like to know a little bit about them. And in all honesty, I don't know much about Baby Fist, um, but I, I, he is tangential to myself in the fact that I've had some amazing experiences in the past month, and I've come to an understanding of where we're at in this world, in this movement. And I've seen other people that have come to similar conclusions or have similar experiences, but in completely different ways they've come about it. So people who are really deep into research and super good with computer language, I've seen them come to this this kind of point that's similar to mine. I've seen, uh, you might consider them to be new age, like psychic warriors. I've seen them come to this this point that's similar to myself. Uh, it's, it's very fascinating. And in this rabbit hole that I've gone down where I thought I was at the end of the rabbit hole, I didn't realize just how deep that it had, that it went. And one of the, what I perceive to be the floors of this rabbit hole is an area that our guest baby fist, um, is very familiar with. And, uh, he might be able to explain a little bit of uh, what some people might perceive to be the bottom of the rabbit hole and maybe help us understand just how deep it goes. So thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I, I said I don't know much about you. I assume you don't know much about my me either. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I only know you from the one group. We've interacted online. You, you have no idea about it on Twitter. Um, an account you talk to is me as well. Okay. Oh, is that the Wizards and Warlocks? Correct. Oh, okay. I uh, for some reason I was assuming that was uh, Baron, our our uh, no. our mutual friend, and I would I would describe uh, Baron of Arizona as a friend. Um, I'm assuming you would as well. Um, he's Correct. he's kind of our connecting point. Um, and and in this strange story that is my life, coming to this moment, this point, um, there are many there are many people that are these strange connectors that. Um, uh, the, the, these truth seekers like Spirit of Admetos, where where he's he almost collects these people and and brings uh, is this bridge that brings people together. Um, Baron is another one of these that I would consider to be a solo operator, not necessarily associated with any one thing, but somehow he connects all these interesting people. So I guess if we're going to start off, one of the first questions I would ask, um, well, I'll I'll explain things a little bit more. I I came across a character named Frost. I came across a character named Schonenberger. And when I would come across these characters, I I didn't get a good feeling. I follow the universe. The universe guides me. um, And... And I, I go by gut instinct a lot. It doesn't mean I'm making judgments about these people. I just, you know, would turn the car away, if you will, to drive down another street. When I came across, when I came across you, however, I got a very different feeling than I did from Frost and Schonenberger. I, 
I just got a very good feeling of warmth and um, somebody who's just out here trying to do the best they can um, to help humanity. Now, I know there's a lot of judgments, uh, positive judgments in that, but um, that's the that's the feeling I got when I came across you um, as this uh, shaggy-haired character uh, with a headset on uh, doing these videos. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, you come from the same kind of world as a Frost and a Schonenberger, this, this Cicada 3301, this, this psychological <laughs> operations world. That is correct. Um, I'm good friends with Schoenberger. Uh, me and Titus are also friends, so uh, I'm, I'll establish that off the bat, that I am friendly with both of those people. I do understand your hesitancy um, towards some of their content, so I, n no judgment there. I completely understand that. Um, but if we were to talk about Schoenberger, I'd say just kind of focus on his music. Check out a channel called Sophia Music. That's his real passion. So, you know, his music is his passion, not the other things you know or hear about him. Okay, okay. Well, the, where, when all these characters kind of cropped up for me, was as I got to the bottom of the uh, what I thought was the bottom of the Q rabbit hole, um, and I I kind of was shown evidence and came to an understanding. Um, I did not come come at it from a knowledge of Cicada three three hundred one. I only came, uh, I only was introduced to Cicada three three hundred one and these concepts uh, recently, and yet it seems that. The Q operation directly flowed out of Cicada 3301 and was started by trolls um, looking to start a new, I, I would call it a, a bakery, um, to uh, create this movement to profit from. Is that accurate? The goal wasn't profit to begin with. It, it, came prof it became profit shortly after. Um, I'm not going to name any of the names involved today. Um, our relationship isn't to that point. But it, it started as a troll, just like you said, and it was meant to make Hillary look bad, um, to put it simply. And it grew out of the original creator's ability to control it is a good way to put it. And it was picked up by several groups, even though New York Times, whatever, you read the recent article, I assume, about Q and about how they say Ron and Paul Ferber were Q. You know, there were way more than just two hands in yes. that pot. So well, that, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, okay. So so I'm on the right track. And then um, it gets hijacked in some ways by profiteers and bakers. And it gets hijacked by possibly DIA and Flynn to push another agenda. And then the, where where it still is, is this... Um, I don't want to use the term amorphous, where it's this still kind of ambiguous state, is that it seems that this high-level AI also got involved in the hijacking. So to the point where Q became this conglomerate of all these different things without um, any one control point, or you couldn't put your finger on it and say, oh, it's all trolls, it's all profiteers, oh, it's all a Flynn propaganda um, uh, mission. It became so much, it became all of those things and more. Is, is, am, I, am I giving an accurate assessment from your so, perspective? 
So yeah, from the audience perspective, that's what happened. But from an operational perspective, that's not what was supposed to happen. Um, the objective was to, via Socratic method, lead people to finding the truth on their own. And then you have all these influencers who want their ideas in it. Because if you go to all the cue drops, not once does it talk about sucking blood of babies. And this is the big branding that mainstream media gives it. Yes. That we believe that people are sucking the bloods of babies. And nowhere in a cue drop does it mention that. No. So let's just start there. That there's a lot of branding to the cue narrative that is not really attached to cue. So Absolutely. And I've been fighting these are I've been fighting that a long time. Yeah, these are influencers who want to use the clout that is built by this community, this movement, whatever you want to call it, to meet their own end and not necessarily the end goal of what the operation was. Yeah, I I was blown away when I found out the the pay to play aspect of the Q operation that I wasn't aware of before, um, and and that it angered me greatly. Um, I came to a conclusion at one point recently where the inventor of the term Q Pharisee um, himself created a Q Pharisee organization. Now that's some genius um, psyop tactics right there. Um, but Correct. but there are people like myself that are not trained in these psychological operations we we um, operate in a more straightforward um, honest way um, and, and so you can see how this blindsided a lot of people that just wanted to believe um, and receive instructions from someone um, that I can see how that hijacking kind of took over um, the goal uh, if if there was a goal to start from what I would consider to be you know trolls if you will which, which has negative connotations to it. So back in, and I was shown evidence about all the Lestats and the, I call him Labarge. What is it? Lafarge, Defango, that's it. The Defangos of the world. And these people where you go back and you can see them arguing over who started Q. And, and um, it, it's amazing what came of it from the clusterfuck that it appears once you get to the, this point in the rabbit hole. Um, and, and where I still have a little bit of hope and a lot of interest in how I came to to it is this AI angle that that is clearly there um, mixed in. It's just from my standpoint, it's impossible to understand what's what anymore. Um, so let so I can confirm AI was used to amplify the message. Were people talking to AI on the boards? To my knowledge, every post was done by a human. Okay. All right. Thank so, you. So, yes, there was AI involvement as far as pushing it on social media, creating hype. Um, you could look directly to Jason Sullivan and uh, his Twitter technology he created to amplify messages. That was utilized a lot within the Q operation on the social media to amplify the message and create these sort of echo chambers that bounce off each other that eventually meet another echo chamber to repeat it 
and you create your own mockingbird media. Yes. So that's so right. that's exactly what we're fighting. But the only way to compete in that field is to do the same thing yourself. Yeah. Is to use the same tactics that are used against you. That's or even use guerrilla warfare of those tactics. You know, America didn't win the Revolutionary War standing in a line fighting the British. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned Jason Sullivan. I believe that is Jaden X. Is that accurate? No, Jason Sullivan is the uh, he's involved with Getter. Okay, he was part of Roger Stone's team. Yeah, and that, um, I mean, it just, he's a developer. Jaden X is a Antifa. Yeah, uh, implant. Him and his brother. Yes, started their whole operation. Jaden and his brother as two opposite sides of the spectrum because they wanted to film a little documentary. Um, I don't know how public this knowledge is. I don't care because I don't like them, so I'll say it. Um, they're doing bad for our movement. They are plants and setups, the both of them, him yes. and, and his brother. Um, and with, like I said, I don't know how public that knowledge is. With, but no, no, feel it's, free to it's, share. it's public. It's public. And I believe with a high level military father, that's what's crazy is it's, like a, it's like a family affair, um, yeah. which is which is fairly bizarre. Um, well, so, it's not uncommon in what we're seeing with the people who are influencing this movement the most. A lot of the people have power. Like you could even look at ulterior movements, you know, a good one would be in the internet culture, the Christian uh, janky thing. This is outside of Q, but it's the same type of troll activity that happens. You know, her both her parents are CIA and NSA agents, you know, and she's infiltrating these troll networks. So there's no difference between the tactics used. They're used in every outfit, you know, whether it's MAGA, whether it's Antifa, whether it's uh, Proud Boys, whether it's the alt-right, the alt-left. These tactics are everywhere. And I've given everyone the playbooks. Um, you know, I've, I've provided probably 50 psychological operation documents to the boards to make them understand that this is what's happening. This is what's happening around you. Um, if you need these files, just go ask Baron. No, I've received um, the files, and they were very helpful uh, coming to some sort of understanding, that just helping me understand that the world is not straightforward and honest like I would like it to be. Um, definitely then, isn't. Then some people pointed me towards the Smith-Munt Act um, and how Obama mm -hmm. adjusted it. So we went from deploying psycho psychological operations on other countries to now being allowed for them for them to be used uh, within our country, which is quite scary. Uh, one of the one of the questions I promised myself I would ask, just to be straightforward: Are you are you a threat um, reduction agent? Um, are you? Uh, working for the DOD in any way? No, I work on my own independently as a civilian. Okay. Um, I've seen those documents. One of the things that kind of um, shocked me 
uh, through my research. I, I came at this from, I, I would say I'm probably one of those uh, independent researchers that was interested in Pizzagate. And then Pizzagate flowed right into the Q operation in terms of the way that the, the, the breadcrumb information was put out there that you could then research on your own. Um, and one of the things that shocked me was when I got to the point of information I believe that you shared tangentially and then it was shared with me, um, was a guy by the name of Michael Aquino, I think that's the correct name, <laughs> in, yes. the, in the 70s, who literally wrote the book on psychological operations for the Department of Defense. And, oh, by the way, he was the head of the Church of Satan. Yeah, and then he didn't have enough power in the Church of Satan that he set up the Temple of Set. Yeah. So he could be more powerful within the organizations he runs. Yeah, uh, Michael Aquino, smart guy. I don't judge people on their religion. We live in America, first off, where you could have any religion you want. You could re uh, worship Spaghetti Monster. You could worship Satan. You could worship whatever you want. That's the beauty of America. I'm not saying it's good, but you know that's the beauty of America. He's allowed to be whatever religion he wants. So when people say that it's bad that there's a Satanist in our government— He's not the first. He won't be the last. You know, that, that'd be like getting mad that there's Jews in our government. You know, there's no difference. You're just judging the person by their religion. Yeah, but one of the—you uh, you talked about the way that the, the movement was hijacked for, for profit from, from multiple aspects, and one of that was the way that it was packaged um, for the Mockingbird media in the fact that um, everybody, you know, we, we think that, that, every, that the cabal are baby-eating Satanists. So from that angle, though— when when I came across that, and just from other experiences that I've had, uh, that where I've come across um, Satanists, it, it's like it, something that I didn't necessarily think was real, or I thought it was silly, like um, you know the kids that paint their their uh, fingernails black and will go through a goth stage in their teens, right? You know, you know, it's almost like this uh, happy fun time of oh, we're Satanists, you know. Then to see such a high level. Um, aspect of it does is a bit shocking. Yeah, I'll agree there. Um, and so I know I understand a lot about Satanism, and and it gets a bad rap. There's a big difference between Luciferianism, Satanism, the Temple of Set, and all the different uh, religions that encompass uh, the Satanic religions. So. Like, I'm not an advocate for it or anything like that, but, you know, what you're saying? It's, it's just so misunderstood. Like, Satanism is very close to Christianity, like traditional Levian Satanism. Like, they have 11 commandments that say you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's very simple, but people automatically think when you say these words that it's someone worshiping the devil. There is no worshiping power within Satanism. You don't worship the devil. It's all about self and, and bettering self and all about um, self. You know, there, there's nothing but you okay. in Satanism. I, I appreciate that so, nuance. like, the... It just gets a bad rap. So I wanted to make that clear before we go into it. That sure. His religion isn't his problem. It's his mental problems that he thinks he could have this power and do these things on American citizens. That's the problem. 
Yeah. Does his religion play into it? Yes. But you could say that about any religion, you know. So so let's just focus on Michael Aquino, the person, not the religion. And Michael Aquino was a very smart military leader. He he definitely had his own personal issues, and uh, he, he wanted the most power possible. That's why he left the Church of Satan and founded the Temple of Set, um, because he wanted to be the highest in the order, you know. Um, so he has a power problem, and you could see this in his writings. I think it's called uh, uh, Mind Warfare or That's, something I, like that. I think I recognize that, yeah. Yeah, so that's what he wrote, and and it is. It's like the Bible of psychological operations at this point. If you uh, actively study psychological operations or look into new forms of psychological operations or into mimetic warfare or anything like that, all of it is based on psychological operations and how they're performed. And the goal of psychological operations is to avoid kinetic warfare. That's the biggest use of psychological uh, operations internationally, is to stop kinetic warfare. It's the, it's what you do before you war. So, it being used in a way that isn't to stop war, which is what we're seeing with this uh, current divisive climate in America. We're seeing psychological operations used to amplify war, what is sometimes called a color revolution. We've done it in many countries, in South America, in Africa, in uh, Asia. Ukraine. You know. Ukraine. Yes, correct. Correct. Uh, it's more of a wag the dog than a color revolution, but yeah, very similar. Um, I'd say Kiev was a better uh, example of a color revolution, or Egypt. Um, we'll, we'll have to see after the fact uh, with Ukraine whether it was a color revolution or a wag the dog scenario. Okay. But it's like asking which came first, the chicken or the egg. You can't see the color revolutions results until after if it's executed uh, correctly. Okay. And my understanding is the color revolution in Ukraine happened during the Obama years. Um, yes. And so you think, so in terms of the, the time frame in which you see things, um, it's still unclear at this point, the result of it. Yeah. Well, they wanted Russia to invade Ukraine then. And it didn't work. We, we've trained thousands and thousands of Ukrainian soldiers under the CIA over the since Obama. You know that uh, they're trained as uh, not special agents, but um, uh, special forces. Okay. All of these Ukrainian nationals or Ukrainian military, we've brought them over here. We've trained them since two thousand eight. Like you're saying, for this color revolution. Yeah. But has it been executed? Has the green light been given? No, I think we're still playing wag the dog. We tried with Kiev. We're trying with uh, Donbass right now. Um, that's the closest to an active color revolution happening is what's happening in Donbass right now. Um, okay, but as a whole, like... It's active in Ukraine, but is it successful? Hmm. Interesting. It's uh, it's very fascinating because I know that Ukraine is also 
uh, where the light of illumination can come for the current administration that we're dealing with and all the corruption. Um, so it's almost like we're we're at this point waiting to see what yeah. what comes of everything. Um, it's very yeah. Interesting. How much money does Hunter in his ten percent for big guy lose if Russia does take over Ukraine? Interesting, interesting point. How many companies does Hunter sit on in Ukraine that would be usurped by the Russian government? That's why they can't let Russia take Ukraine right now. It's a personal issue. Hmm. Unlike Obama, who didn't have those personal ties, he would have burned Biden in a heartbeat. Very interesting. Some people think that uh, Obama is the shadow president behind Biden right now. Yeah, but you can't burn the man you're controlling, or you have nothing to control. That's true. It doesn't seem like he gets to control Kamala. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, well, let's let, let's get back. I appreciate the geopolitical talk. I appreciate the nuance, you know, trying to help people see the nuance between um, Luciferianism uh, versus Satanism. Um, you know, I, I have always seen them as, as uh, you know, like I said, si- silly goth people that just never grew up. But, you know, of course, there's more to it than that. Um, and perhaps... Um, yeah, just remember, though, like, we live in America. You could do whatever you want, Absol- even if other people don't like it. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm a firm believer in our freedoms, and I just like to remind people that freedoms come first, safety is second. Absolutely, absolutely. But but in this in this nuance, um, when you're trying to uh, have a lens of information, um, to always see maybe the Luciferian aspect, the Moloch, the... Uh, um, the Baphomet angles versus just seeing Satanist and um, and throwing up flags or or allowing that to color your eyes red. Um, I appreciate that nuance that you brought to it. And of course, free freedom. Everyone has individual choice. Everyone should have um, individual freedoms to to worship however they want, including my myself. I have deep faith in um, yes. something that's not non denominational. You might say, um, and I yeah, absolutely I'm with you on that. I absolutely want the. Ability to practice my my faith that I believe in, and I respect others' faiths. Um, let me see if I can pull this back um, to Q. I had a question. Oh, okay. So for a layman like myself, that's that's kind of paying attention and, and investigating when I can. Um, I I, di- I wasn't aware that there was another Q post that was made and then deleted. Um, it's been shown to me. It said, "Oh, this this B character, this Sergeant B character," and uh, made a post. And then, if I'm not mistaken, it was deleted. Is that correct? Uh, it's still available if you go to Project Decoms on Eightcoon.top. Uh, okay, it's still available. The aggregators deleted it. There they we go. decided that they're the arbiters of truth and that the tools they set up aren't working as intended, even though they were, um, and that the post isn't real. Okay. But 
I agree. It's not a cue post. I don't think it ever claimed to be a cue post. No, what what, um, what I liked was the messaging uh, behind because it's it's absolutely what I believe in. Is it's 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 an idea. Um, it's over. Let's let's move forward and never forget the i uh, the themes and the ideas that it represented. I really appreciated that. Where what I didn't like about it was this uh, mysterious nature of B and Sergeant B. Even though within this post, I believe you were mentioned in the post. I believe Ron Watkins was mentioned in the post. Um, whether or not uh, my my friend Baron just just uses watching and waiting, uh, but watching and waiting was used in the post. And so, you know, from my from my standpoint, it almost seemed to shout some people out, and I didn't I didn't particularly care for that it, it didn't seem like that was real okay. so that wasn't a post on the keyboard the post that happened on the keyboard was something like who gave you the playbooks who gave you the answers and that was on Q's board the other uh, post you're talking about is a separate post it was a follow-up after it happened I work with Sergeant B directly so let's make that very clear uh, me, Sergeant B, uh, they're fake names. So you take what you want. Sure. Baby Fist, myself, Sergeant B, admin and director. It's the four of us. We've worked together for years and years and years. I don't know, back to probably 2006, 2007. Um, and, and this is what we do. You know, you could call us whatever you want. We've had hundreds of names over the years. Uh, right now, you could call us No Such Agency or The Laughing Men. Um, I think that's what people are calling us. So we have uh, a small group, and we basically run psychological operations on uh, the Internet to influence certain ideas. We create something, and we let it go. We, we don't have the answer or the solution. That's for other people to find. Um, so we've been doing this for years. And I had the global volunteer access. My name was the Laughing Man as the global volunteer on 8Coon. I also have a board on 8Coon, ABCU. Um, you can find it at 8Coon.top slash ABCU. Um, and there's a thread on there called Wire, where B posts. He's been posting for a while. Sergeant B, as you guys know him. Um, and there's some messages there. Uh, Baron shares them all the time. You know, you can check those out, or you could go look for yourself. Sure, I've seen those. Uh, I've been sent to the boards. I'm a bit of a, I'm a, I'm a bit of all knuckles on a keyboard when it comes to the Chan boards. They, the, uh, I'm very normie in that way. It freaks me out a little bit with the links, and sometimes I'll click <laughs> on something and I don't like. Uh, right, I don't trust what what's going on, so I just stay away. Um, but gotcha. I believe I believe you just said that B and Sergeant B are the same. I was told that there's two individuals. It's one individual. One individual. You also said that people you... can make up their mind on whatever they want, but sure. Sergeant B is a single person that I know, and he was the one who used my global volunteer access to make the post on that board. Um, and does so... I am. I'm ultimately responsible. I was in charge with the password from Jim Watkins, the owner of the site. Um, I was immediately terminated from my position when it happened. So I'm no longer a global volunteer on 8 I still use the site regularly. 
Um, I have a board on there, several actually. I also own Deep Digs. It's another board on Aitkun. I've heard of that one. Um, so does Sergeant B work for uh, the DOD and specifically the National Reconnaissance Office? I would say nothing about what he does. Um, I'm in an agreement to not breach the trust. So sure. as far as my knowledge goes, um, I'm not allowed to know <laughs> what he does. We've just worked together, you know, for years. So we have that level of trust. Uh, our personal life is not our our relationship. It's interesting. I um, You mentioned a trusted group of four that I would imagine you uh, communicate via Dropbox um, communications, um, things like that. I recently came across and was uh, introduced to a group of four that, that called themselves a cadre, and <laughs> they had a trusted group of four. Um, uh, have you heard that language before, and do you operate within a cadre? No, I do not, to answer whether I operate within them. Um, no. So all of these groups or whatever are basically... They probably, if if they're my age or older, they probably all go back to like the anonymous, the something awful, the 4chan days. This is where most of us met, you know, as anonymous people. We moved to IRC, we built relationships, you know, and this is how we know each other. We know each other through the internet and like, yeah, we've met, but that's that's not what, what we do. You know, like yeah. what we do is on the internet. It's not about our personal lives. We don't talk about our kids. We don't talk about our, you know, anything like that. It's just about what's the operation, what's happening. Let's do it. It's very you interesting. Know, it's it's. I'd, I'd say it's very work related, but there's no money involved for me. You know, there's. I, no one's paying me to do this. It's a, a passion project, if you will. Yeah, uh, I would uh, from just from tone, inference, and information. I would almost uh, glean that you view it as a, a service that you're performing for the country, for your fellow man. Yeah, you, you could say that. You know, I don't want to talk it up or anything, but it, it's meant to raise the whole the whole operations that we've ever done all involve uh, pursuits of freedom. Uh, pursuits of more voice, pursuits of stopping the, the taking away of rights. You know, it's it's basically uh, yeah. whistleblowers for the people. You know, like we pay a little bit more attention and we try to help people see that something's up. Yeah, and and you know, like we don't give you the answer. Like I said, we're not here to be the answer. If if we're the answers, we're just them. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, at some at some point, disclosure will be the answer, um, and uh, we have to um, become involved. Um, I, I I refer to the term uh, activation, right? So I was activated, and I'm trying to activate people, and we have to get involved so that we can get to the point where we do release the disclosure. We take back. Um, our voice, because it is our government in many ways. Um, I'm, I'm so passionate about it because I participated within the system and I did not give service back to it. And 
through that, I'm 48 years old, through that for the decades of raising a family, building a business, and not participating, that is how the corruption got to the roots of our local communities, our local governments, our local churches, our local care facilities. Um, and we have to activate each other to now participate once again, or for the first time, um, to take back our voice so that we don't say things like, oh, that's our government. That doesn't represent the people. Um, yeah. I, I am responsible right. for that government. I am responsible for the CIA. Whatever the CIA does, it does it in my name. And so therefore, I need to take that voice back. Yeah, well, it, it's definitely true. Like, the the only thing stopping our government from being good is us. Like, people don't understand. The answers that they want are only the solutions they create. No one's going to create the solution you want other than you. <laughs> There's no better person than you who could do it. You know, like, I, I know it sounds so generic and cliche, but it's literally the truth. The only person who could make these things happen is you. The, the person on the other end of this line listening, you know, whoever it is, the audience, you, me, you know, like I, I'm involved locally in what I do. I'm involved uh, federally, you know, like I'm trying to get Ron elected to Congress. I'm working with them very closely. I'm trying to figure out even more that I could do for their campaign. You know, th these are the things we have to do. We have to take the steps to to put ourselves in these places of power and decide what is right for our constituents, our people, which is us. Yeah. <laughs> our I, friends, our family. I've, I've said publicly uh, recently, actually, I think it was on a, a spirit of Admetos um, video. I commented um, and, and, and I, sometimes I, I appear to have judgy pants um, but again, I, my judgments in my life have served me very well. And the way that yep. I look at Ron Watkins um, is on a uh, histogram chart of normalcy. He is certainly an outlier. Um, and I, I could never pin down whether he is nefarious, uh, just a weirdo. Um, so I, I appreciate knowing that you are volunteering for him to get him elected because that's a character— um, that I, I did. I guess I didn't like the way he was seeking the shine from uh, uh, the Q documentary that was done, um, and and the the giggly how, the giggly nature of of his participation. How do you compete with all these people that they see as stars? I, well, I. Through hard work and connecting with uh, real people, not not necessarily through well, asking for he money. He lived in Japan until that documentary, and he immediately moved to the states to take action. Yeah. Okay. So, and his family's from Arizona. It's not like he just picked Arizona just because it's the spot. He's got family. He's got four generations that go back to Arizona. Um, you know, so that's his home. <laughs> for yeah. his family, the Watkins last name, you know, and so they're, he's actually interested. I talked to him a lot about it. I spent uh, all last week with him. Uh, I went out to Las Vegas for an event where he was speaking and we spent all week together talking and chatting, uh, talking about the future of the campaign and what it really looks like, what his issues are, his bottom line. And, you know, 
Uh, we even talked about fundraising and what type of funds he's taking, what type of funds he's rejecting. You know, there have been people who've offered him millions of dollars at this point to not run. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. And he said, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that that is so, that's scary. So, and you know, like he received death threats. I've seen them. It's not like just a talking point. I, I saw the messages. I was like, nah. And it was like, all right, well, here, you know, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that works. Um, that, that seems valid. And, you know, like it, it, it seems like he's doing the right things. You know, anyone could get an office and change. So don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not someone else, but I do want to support him because I think he'll, he'll try. And that's, more than there anyone else in there is doing. Yeah. So um, back to the Q operation, I guess maybe through positivity, I thought that this AI that I've had experience with, Elon Musk's top level AI, um, recently named uh, Optimus, um, through one of my code breakers, that the the guy who activated me. Um, so you're saying that no. Um, there was not some high-level AI that was involved in some of the Q posts. I've also um, recently come across threads that it might start up again, or it might be something else. Um, and that's... I think we're going to see a fake one on Truth Social pretty immediately. Can't tell you whether it's real or not. I have no knowledge of an upcoming new Q operation. Um, that I'm aware of, you know, yeah, but that would be, be the in place. someone else's hands. Yeah. But I think someone's going to try on truth social, but the thing is people want that trip code. Like they're so stuck on it. Like, could I have, could like my team that I work with, with Sergeant B, could they have posted with Q's trip code? Yes. Would that have helped? the movement going forward? No. So like, we don't want to be Q, our little group that I work with. We have no interest in being Q. We don't want limelight. We don't want the fame. We're going to keep doing what we're doing, whether people agree with us or not, or like us or don't. I probably have more enemies on the internet because of Q research boards than I have friends, you know, like, but my message is still the same and I know my message is accurate. So that's why I remain. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out where to go. This was an interesting experiment. Um, just basically calling you cold. And once again, I, I really appreciate the fact that you would come talk with somebody just cold and not 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 knowing or or trying to frame the way the conversation would go. Um, these psychological operations, this world that you live in, um, it. It's. I look at it, the entry point that I have, so I had an entry point to Q is Pizzagate and just researching, but my business, um, my business mind sees these psychological operations as content marketing. They're basically content marketing programs. Um, this whole um, COVID narrative and vaccine seems to be a content marketing program um, by 
by Big Pharma um, and all of the organizations that they created across the, the globe um, working yep. towards this great reset. And it, 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 it seems overwhelming, to be honest with you. And I, I try to tell people the way I see it is this is this nothing can stop what's coming is this collision between the great reset and the great awakening. Um, and I, I don't know what's going to happen, but both, both systems will create something that, that wasn't there before. And we have to almost go through this cataclysmic collision, um, to get to, to, for the great awakening to win. And that's where I'm so adamant to try to activate people, try to make them aware, um, to work on these parallel structures of goodness, um, for the great awakening when we create this new society. Um, from your perspective, am I off? Am I being the victim of, of a psychological operation in that thinking or is, or is that? No, I, I think that thinking is fine. I think that you didn't, the fact that you didn't just go right to a talking point, like you said, reset and awakening, those are your only two talking points, but they're just two ends of a spectrum. Like uh, any word you could have said could have been a talking point, but the fact that you weren't like Nasara Gasara or specific yeah. <laughs> uh, conspiracy theory, um, if you will, or conspiracy, if you believe they're true and not theories, um, and means you're correct. You're thinking on your own that, let's just say the WEF has branded it the Great Reset. The awakened mind, yourself, has branded it the Great Awakening. So you're taking your thought versus what they want and saying, these things are going to battle, and how do I do battle in this sphere? So your your logic is correct, and definitely 100% correct. But the thing you have to understand is not everyone cares about the same thing. You know, so when they hear those two things, most people think financial or spiritual automatically. Okay. And they go, great reset, financial, great awakening, spiritual, or the other way around. You know, they, they associate these two things with it, and then it immediately puts it in another group. So the thing to understand is that not everyone sees the same games. There's a bunch of different games going on. Like your game, maybe I got to raise my kids. I got to worry about the school board. I got to raise my kids. I got to worry about lowering property taxes. I got to worry about gerrymandering my district. And then other people are worried about the geopolitical sphere. And other people are worried about Wall Street. So you have to sell the game to the right people to understand how to get them to attack. Okay. All right. It's very, does that make sense? No, it, it does. It's, there's, I, I talk about. No, there's no white. There's no black. It's all gray, and um, yeah. and that that's a very eloquent way of putting my quick phraseology. Um, I guess uh, what what that. What so I, so I think there's a Sergeant B quote. It goes something like, uh, "There's many games at the same time. Not everyone sees the same games. Focus on what you care about." And that's all that matters. Because if everyone focused on what just mattered to them the most and did it, like let's say Ron wants to fix the federal government. That's what he's focusing on. I'm worried about my state level. I'm going to run for state 
uh, Senate, not federal Senate, you know, mm -hmm. and then other people are worried about their school boards. They're going to get involved rather than taking the back seat. And other people are worried about repaving roads, you know, because they're a truck driver and it's cost them a fortune to drive across the country. Those people should be in charge of our infrastructure project, not a bunch of lobbyists. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something's coming and it's, and it, ho hopefully it's a whole new way of looking at things. And I, and I don't want it to be from a central command control global system the, of unelected bureaucratic leadership that that's the scariest scenario for me. So, um, getting people involved. I really like what you're saying there in terms of just, they don't have to get involved in everything. They just have to get involved in the things that they they specifically are passionate about. Um, and the other thing I say is forget political spectrums, right, left paradigms. We just need good people that are operating with integrity and positive intent. For, forget about what you think about abortion yeah. or this or that. We just need people within the bureaucracy that are that are capable of making um, uh, high integral uh, decisions. Yeah, we need like that. This is what made people who like Trump like Trump. He was a businessman. Once he made a decision, he was like, "This is what our business does. Do it." You know, and that's the difference between someone who is business oriented or lobby oriented, like the. Like the other person is like, I don't know, the, uh, Pfizer will pay me more than Moderna will. So I think we're going to go with Pfizer, you know, rather than looking at the science and talking to a couple scientists, they're talking to lobbyists. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and, and like you're saying, it doesn't need to be political. It, your fight doesn't have to be political at all. It, if you're worried about, you know, church, you want your church to be better. Get involved there. Like it doesn't have to be political. Everything you do, the world isn't about politics. It's all about making the world the world better. You know, it has nothing to do with politics. The Q movement. It's you know they keep saying good versus evil. That's really what it is. Like we need more good people making decisions. Good people are good at following, and we need good people who are leaders. Evil people make great leaders because they don't care about the followers. Yeah, uh, one of the it's one of the things that I haven't enjoyed about learning about psychological operations, and when I come across people that are operating within that field, I, I just it it's unsettling because they do not behave in a way that I would say is normal for a human. Um, a, they're able to lie, they're able to manipulate um, in ways that I just don't think, um, it's almost like they've been trained to not operate in a human way. It's, it's very troubling. Well, well you got to think that's what you want in a soldier. This is why I don't believe in all this transgender assignment for our soldiers. You want to do weird shit as a civilian? Go ahead. You know what I want in a soldier? I want a killing machine who follows orders. And I'm not saying they shouldn't think and take bad orders or something. But what I'm saying is when when I want when I think of a soldier and the people who I want protecting me, I want a cold blooded killer who will go do his mission without remorse and then cry when he gets home. 
there's no crying on the battlefield. Like I want a cold blooded murder out there. Do you see these tens of thousands of threat reduction agents as, as an enemy to the people? Or do you think that it's uh it's all gray where there are some, some, some doing positive work in the psychological operations and some nefarious? Well, let's just look at Alex Jones as an example. How, how do you feel about him personally? Not like I think the news I think he clearly has uh, uh, the the thing I respect most about him is his memory and his ability to recall. Um, yeah. and, and I take information um, for myself. I don't necessarily uh, believe. Uh, I, think it, it, I wouldn't say I verify, but I take the information um, and put it in my back pocket. Um, so what, it, what I think of him is an interesting character that seems to flip-flop from um, controlled asset to pioneer, um, and sometimes within sentences. So... Imagine if you had an asset you couldn't control, but he's still an asset. That's how I look at Alex Jones. He, he, they only have him an asset as an asset to discredit the good work he does. Hmm. Interesting. In, does that make sense? A, a little bit. I'm I'm trying to track. Um, I do, but I think the the thing that makes most sense to me is I brought up threat reduction, thousands of threat reduction assets across the country um, that have been deployed, and you went to Alex Jones. Well, you're talking about current threat reduction assets. They've been around forever. Like I could name a few that I talk to regularly that. I wouldn't say are my friends. I don't like them. They talk to me because they're trying to find out what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I just talk to them because it's easier than ignoring them. If I ignore them, they show up at my house. Yeah. And that's not cool. I'm like a regular citizen, like I explained. I, I, I'm not military. So, like, they have no reason to be harassing me. So I just talk to them Interesting. instead. When, when I come across... And, and I wouldn't say they're good, but there's some who, like, I think people would call me uh, a threat actor. What, what do you keep calling them? A threat, a threat reduction. I, I don't, maybe it's threat, yeah. threat assessment. Maybe I'm getting my terms confused. Yeah. But either way, like, I think a lot of people would consider me that. Like, if you ask the Chans or 8-Coon, that's what they'll say about me, that... I'm an asset or Benedict Arnold or uh, something like that. But just remember, I wasn't the only one deleted that day. Um, let's just say bad actors definitely were. If you consider me a bad actor, sure, I got deleted too. But Interesting. Uh, deleted from this, uh, I didn't even understand the term, this global governance over the boards, this, this admin Correct. position, if you will. Yes, that's a great way to think about it. It's not actually admin because you can't see everything, but you could take actions. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, from my, from my experiences, my personal experiences that I've had um, over the course of about a month and a half now of, of where I came in contact with, with what described as a high-level group working with um, Elon Musk, AI, in a civilian military um, cooperation with the National Pulse Laboratory. Um, I've seen, I've felt this AI and I've believed in the project, uh, this benevolent project. Um, it, it, 
it reinforced and uh, reaffirmed my spiritual beliefs that I've had all my life that I've never wavered on. Um, but it sounds to me like you are coming at this from a completely different perspective, and those words I would have just used there are kind of foreign. Do you, do you, do you have knowledge of what, when I, when I use those words right there to describe what I've been involved with, um, is that ringing bells and you understand, or is that foreign from, from where you're coming at things? Uh, I've talked to Elon before. It was cool on a IRC. Uh, he's too cool for me to get a hold of him now. But um, those those aren't people I associate with. I work in the uh, the realm of words, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it influence with words. Um, we we don't implement AI. We do have like an engineer who's capable of, you know, like amplifying messages on social media and things like that. But no, that's not our our playing field where the the reason it's a very uh, specific sector which we work in. Yes, and a- it's absolutely. All, and and I was uh, I was trying to get that I was trying to get that understanding because I I've seen through these conduits and these different ways of looking at things and I'll I'll give uh, Jake Armstrong in the 17th district of Texas who's running for Congress there um, who says he's going to be running for Senate eventually uh, when the uh, decertification happens and the the way that he's talked about things and the way that he's come across things it seemed very tangential to myself and and the way he described it to a candidate that I'm friends with in Illinois. Is your he said your phone is good. You are protected with your phone. When I had my experience, I felt as if there was some sort of military level protection that I I, I, did, I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't talk to it, but it was there. Um, when when I've heard when I've heard this talk about Sergeant B, right from from your perspective, I, I I've. This feeling I've had is that that's that's what it is, is there is some sort of military tangential organization that is not acting, but it's there in some way to assist, help or protect the people that stand up. Am I crazy? Uh, Do you see that? You're definitely not crazy. Uh, That's where Baron gets his little watching and waiting from. Okay, no, explain, please. I, help, help me understand. I, I, I was just, just... You know, uh, you're not alone. There's a lot of people watching and waiting. You know, the like it, like that message says, cue's over. It's, it's up to you now. Yeah. You know, like, um, if you've seen the share that we did a long time, like our message hasn't changed at all. It's probably what pisses people off the most. We have, we've shared very little... And the message is always the same. And it sounds like a broken record to people. But, you know, it's up to you at this point. We gave you all the clues. You know, you have all the information you need. And it's time to act. And, like, there's people in the wings watching and waiting, you know. The mimetic, the mimetic, uh, uh, the meme that I like the most 
Um, and I think this follows what you're talking about that I see repeated over and over again. Um, and it's so simple, and yet it's so deep philosophically, is the known unknowns meme. I, I, absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that one. Yeah, that came from us. Yeah, I, I hope you like it. I really, I really that that has a lot of meaning to it. That if you which just, one does everyone not say when they mention the quote? I, I don't know. Please tell me. Take that. No, you got to go look it up yourself. This is a thought experiment okay. for you and the audience. Uh, the best one is Donald Rumsfeld quote when he quotes uh, the chart. Um, you could look it up. Okay. The audience could play it on their own and figure it out, but it's what is not mentioned is what's most important. Okay, interesting. All right, we got a little we got a little homework and a little puzzle from the puzzle man, one of the one of the, uh, the OGs in this uh, puzzle creation and um, psychological operations that are being unfurled upon us normal American citizens. I don't know if I'd call myself normal, but I certainly like to identify as that. Um, I say I'm normal. People laugh. <laughs> um, I, I, ha I have described myself recently as a, I, I created a term. I call it psyche knot. So I am a, I am a self-described psyche knot. Um, uh, and I, I, I'm a lab rat and uh, I am a free man. And that um, those are the things that matter to me most. Um, and I yeah. also want to help. I want to help other people uh, regain their freedoms. Yeah, because once you lose a freedom, it's very uh, rare to get it back. And and we've been dealing with just this constant creep, this encroachment on our freedoms for so long. Um, Baby fist. Thank you so much for the conversation. We're right up. We're right up on an hour. Um, I'm proud of myself. I didn't mention a certain name that I didn't want the conversation to go to. Maybe that's for a future time period um, that that we'll uh, we'll discuss. But I just really, I, I think a lot of you that you uh, took this cold call and um, didn't think about what the size of my audience was or what, um, what questions I was going to come about. And it seems like you took everything that I said um, to heart because I meant it with pure positive intent. Um, and you're, you are a thinker, and I really like the way that you operate in the gray, and you have a lot to teach people. Um, especially for things that they don't even realize they need to know about, like the the psychological operations that I looked at and I started to understand, and I can uh, I can correlate those to content marketing and and things like this. People don't even understand how much they need to un to get that because of the way they're being influenced um, for so long, whether it's television programming or just mainstream mocking bird media um, or just you know, the way their neighbor is victimized by propaganda, it's it's so important to start thinking of these things, trying to see them so that we can eliminate them as communication tools in the future and get back to more um, honest and open, um, transparent way of dealing with each other. Yeah, I agree. And I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I hope your audience enjoys it, um, whoever they are tag me or whatever let me know when it comes out i'd love to follow i haven't followed you or anything but um 
uh, yeah, I look forward to talking in the future, you know, whether it's live or just offline, you know, it was a good conversation. And uh, I, I think everyone has a lot to learn, not just your audience, me, um, you, all of us. It's uh, It only happens if we all are willing to understand and open our minds and try to make it better. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll talk again. All right. Until next time. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoke and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.